Hello, I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and this is Talking TV, the podcast that brings you smart conversations about the business of broadcasting. Today, I'm with TV News Check contributing writer Paige Albaniak, and we're going to be talking about the M&A outlook for this year. Welcome, Paige Albaniak. It's been a minute. Oh, Michael Depp, how are you? Very well, thank you, Paige. Um, you've got a story coming up in TV News Check on Monday looking at the prospects for mergers and acquisitions in the broadcast industry for 2022. I want to say right at the top, this story is exclusive to our TV News Check members. So while we'll share a few details here, you've got to be a member to get the full picture. So sign up. Um, but that said, Paige, this is a damn quiet moment on the M&A front, isn't it? And that's largely down to the FCC and the 39% ownership cap. Congress and the 39% ownership cap, yeah. Congress, yeah. Yeah, because to to get relief on that cap, it needs to go needs to be re-legislated. And so there's not a ton of congressional will to do it. They're pretty, as everyone has probably observed, they're pretty preoccupied. There's a lot of other battles they're fighting. And so it's just not rising to the top of change. And I'm not sure that they see a reason, although, um, you know, if you're a broadcaster, you would argue there's a lot of really good reasons to give them relief on the cap, such as, you know, alternative competition that didn't exist when the cap was first put into place many years ago. And even at that point, unclear how needed it was, but now it just seems like, why are you limiting broadcasters on what they can own nationally when you've got a Facebook or a Google or whoever that can provide media and local markets across the country? So super antiquated, but not, alas, a congressional priority to say yeah. the least still. Yeah. Um, and so, so what's a broadcaster to do then? There's no signs of getting relief on the cap anytime soon. Um, that said, there still is the matter of Tegna and, um, a possible or dare I say likely sale, uh, the biggest story perhaps on the M&A front or almost story. So what's the state of that right now? So last was reported, although this was not confirmed on the record or off the record by Tegna, that Standard Media and Apollo Global Management are putting in an offer for around $9 billion, which is at about a $24 per share price bid. Um, and at this point, you know, Byron Allen and Allen Media say they're still in the hunt for Tegna, unclear if that's actually the case in terms of being able to get financing. And, um, you know, the thing with Standard Media and Apollo is that there's really not a ton of other buyers. So they can say we're setting the price here and Tegna can say we don't like that price, but then what? Because there's nobody else to come along. So if Tegna doesn't want to sell at that price, and these two buyers as a combined partnership, aren't willing to go up, you end up at the stalemate, which is what we've been seeing for quite a while. Tegna doesn't really seem to want to be sold, does it? No, they absolutely don't want to be sold. Yeah. So so no sense of a timeline on this, any sense of, of when the next turn of the wheel might be? No, I mean, not, no, because that was discussed about auction in November and that came and went and nothing happened. And then the story popped up frankly, in the New York Post about this $9 million deal. And then that's the last we've heard. And I also think if the shareholders of Tegna were really pressing for it, you might see movement, but that doesn't seem to be the case either. So, you know, they seem like they can sit on it 
for a while. And I also don't know, do you sell? I mean, obviously they would want to sell right now. If you're the buyer, you'd want to sell right now when the market is depressed and potentially the stock price is low. But if you're techno, you don't want to do that either. So are there any groups, you surveyed a lot of groups for this piece, any groups you're watching this year is likeliest to grow at least a little bit? I mean, Byron Allen seems to have the largest appetite out there. Yeah, I mean, Alan definitely has the largest appetite, I would say. I, nobody else seems all that acquisitive because the main acquisitive groups, which are Sinclair, Nexstar, Gray, are close to the cap. To be honest, I'm not totally sure where Gray is. But um, And even Scripps, because they bought Ion, they're also pushing up against the cap, although they have a little wiggle room. But Scripps also has a lot of debt because they bought Ion, so they're being careful about that. So, you know, that's... The groups that were acquisitive have acquired, and then everybody else was like, we're good. So I mentioned this in the story, but, you know, like a Hearst, which is publicly traded and could be an acquisition target, but they don't seem at all interested in selling or even really acquiring. And so and some of these littler groups are interested in picking up stations where appropriate, but it's opportunistic, depends on where they're located. Did they fit in with the rest of their portfolio, things like that. Kind of ones and twos, as you yeah. write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Byron's and I think got a lot. That's a good acquisition strategy for Byron, frankly. Like you saw him pick up, I think it's WCOV, correct me if that's wrong, but it's in Montgomery, Alabama. It's one Fox affiliate. And that's not a bad way for him to do it, is sort of grab him while he can. Like if, let's say that Cox, which Apollo owns Cox and Standard gets Tegna, then they have to spin off Atlanta. Let's pretend that's, a, that's an incredible acquisition for somebody that's a great station. So, it's not a bad way to get bigger. And then the other thing, though, that groups are doing, and you'll see this more and more, I think, as ATSC 3.0 rolls out, is going into other businesses, looking, and you see Sinclair do it, and Nexstar do it, and um, Tegna has certainly done it, Scripps, you know, other ways, <clears throat> excuse me, to expand their business mm-hmm. that don't have to do with buying broadcast stations. Of course, the uh, the next-gen kind of um, other businesses' development is pretty slow going, and they're, they're working on sort of data casting and things like that but but the yeah, i would say that's a five-year timeline i mean that's yeah it depends also on consumer adopt you know adoption of the devices and it's still not actually approved so that's a, that's a ways out mm-hmm. and, and when you talk about other businesses are you also are you sort of including adjacent things like podcasting as a business yeah. too yeah podcasting there's some social that. media there's you know there's just different you know, maybe local advertising businesses, there's different things that they're doing. And then like scripts, you've seen them come in and come out of businesses too, buy in, sell out. Right, right, right. Well, let's keep some of our powder dry uh, on this. If you want to learn more, become a member of TV News Check and read Paige's exclusive story coming up on Monday. Paige, let's not let, let it get so, uh, go so long again. It's on you, Michael. <laughs> You're Duly the keeper. Noted. Noted. <laughs> Cheers, right. bye-bye. Cheers. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify.